We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with producer Cole, baby. As you can tell, the old man's not here today. He is enjoying a lovely week off. We saw him not too long ago, though. It's, uh, Still popped in. It's it's good, though, because that man has, like, you can't count the jobs on two hands. Can't do it. So he needs a break. Well earned. Yes, yes. So he was chilling. He brought the young one into the studio for a second. The man lies on his children. That baby never cries. Happiest I mean, baby on earth. Let me tell you, I can't, I can't confirm nor deny uh, if the baby was in character or not. Um, but came into the studio, lights, cameras, I don't know. That baby was smiling. I'm telling you, that baby so never either, cries. So either Dre is lying to us or yeah. we have a future promo dropper in the WWE. It's a work. Dre, oh. Dre is working us. Oh, that baby man. never cries. It is just, it is That's all it. kinds of drama here. Yes. he's On the Corner Podcast. He's playing a sleepless dad gimmick. Ooh, okay. Yes, but in... In actuality. Yeah. The man is well rested because the baby never cries. Kayfabe. So it is. <laughs> Kayfabe's still alive. Kayfabe getting plenty of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Dre. Enjoying family time this week. So in his absence, hmm. we're shaking stuff up just a little bit. We're doing boxing and MMA today. Same show. Right off the top. Getting right into it. Another great UFC interview to end the show today. And then on Friday, We'll have an entire music show. I'm inviting some, some of my friends, fellow podcasters from here in Vegas to join me. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. Always, always interesting. All, all I can tell you is, is that you're going to have to watch out for hot takes. Because <laughs> not only is the human hot take machine in here, but there's, there's been some takes that have happened um, from these guests yes. uh, before. Return of the take. Um, take two? I'm going to try to police it as best I can in the control room, but uh, I make no guarantees, audience. <laughs> I make no guarantees. Yes, yes. That's what it's going to be titled. Take two. Take two. Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. And the two's going to be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need. So Friday's show is going to be great as well. And then, like we mentioned to end last week's show, pro wrestling, instead of dropping it on Sunday morning, we are going to hold off, record it Sunday night after we watch the pay-per-view Forbidden Door. Which is a good thing because if we try to do a preview show for it, 
Just There's still matches. matches that need to be announced. So, you know, I think it, we're better off just doing a little recap show afterwards. Yep. Uh, but it'll be a great time. It's a, I mean, I have no doubts in my mind that it'll be a very enjoyable show. There will definitely be some some serious pro wrestling happening oh, on that show. Uh, the work is going to be amazing. Top notch. What it exactly is going to be as we record this, it's Tuesday. I can't tell you exactly what it's going to be because I think they still need more matches. Yeah. I wonder if they do like the usual, like, oh my God, we're doing a debut. And, like, I wonder how the pacing is. Well, and there's, like, and, and there's a women's pay-per-view? title match on there that is just strictly AEW. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, are New there Japan. more, are there more AEW matches to be thrown in there? I don't know. Could be. So we'll see. That's going to be fun. Recapping all of that. Cole, we got to start with boxing today. People punching people in the face. Gotta love it. Before we get into the big fight from last weekend, Arthur Bitterbiev versus Joe Smith Jr., which this intro took longer than the fight. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, other things being announced, especially today before we came in here, Canelo Triple G3, right here in Vegas. Uh, you know. September 17th. I was worried for a second. It's, it's, just, it's just not a Canelo fight if it's not here in Vegas. I thought they were going to do it in, in Dallas. Ooh, okay. You know, but thankfully for the NFL. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry Jones, for yes. having a team. Jerry World couldn't um, host it. No. So Jerry World's busy. Back here in Vegas that weekend. I wonder how much of the luster is off of Canelo. I mean, we've seen him lose before. <clears throat> but that was Mayweather. So people were like, yeah, it's Mayweather. Now, back-to-back fights. I'm wondering, is the fan base as rabid? Or... If it was back-to-back, like, say he was rematching Bivol right now, I think it'd be different. So the fact that, contractually, he still had to fight Golovkin because they had signed that already, it's just like, it's a fight people thought he lost before. Mm. Some people thought he lost twice, like Dre. And it's one of those where it's like, Golovkin's 40. Not that that means anything, necessarily. Like, he's a freak of nature, and he hasn't, fought a ton, so it's not like he put on miles the past couple of years. So he just came off of a huge win, unifying the belts at 160, making his 168 debut. People are just kind of like chalking it up, like, eh, Canelo, stay, stay ready fight. The Bivol fights after. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel the buzz. I mean, <clears throat> I don't think the buzz is going to, the buzz is not going to be here yet. Um, I think ultimately when push comes to shove, once you get closer to the fight and you start getting more of the press and you start, you know, either the way ends, you, you do the whole build up to it. Yeah. At the end of the day, Canelo versus Bivol, who's selling that fight? Canelo, Canelo. right? Yeah. No, no one. And still Bivol won that fight. And is Bivol like a household name off of it? I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either, he yeah. really like, he didn't gain, like it would be one thing if like he knocked Canelo out, like it almost seems like that's what you have to do. But it was just kind of like, you know, the way that he won that fight, it was just like, oh, yeah, you're just big and can take Canelo's punch and you're, yep. you punch quite a bit back. So, you know, at the end of the day, like once we get to closer to fight week and the press starts warming up to it, at the end of the day, on a pay-per-view ballot, Triple G is a name. Canelo Alvarez is a name. Still a draw, yeah. The two are inevitably their draws in their own right. and this being a trilogy and 
I don't, I don't, I don't even think it has, it's really going to matter which way it would have gone, whether this was, you know, triple three go, going for three or we're trying to split the series. These two just draw so much on their own that by the time we get towards fight week, I think the buzz will be there. Um, I think if Canelo was fighting somebody else, you know, I, I think if this was someone in like the Caleb plant range, yeah. I don't, I think you, the, the idea that the luster would be off, I think would definitely apply just because yeah, I mean, yeah, Canelo had spent so, so much time just cleaning house. Yeah. And you're kind of, you're kind of, uh, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're done in by your own expectations. Everyone's just expecting him to just clean house. Cause that's what he did for, you know, for the, and especially this past year. Yeah. People don't realize it's hard being a two division. It's really hard champion to the point of no one's done it yeah. outside of Clarissa Shields. Exactly. And I think people, you know, I think even after the Bivol fight, I think people made it abundantly clear. They're like, okay, like Canelo went for something. He didn't lose in his backyard, right? Yeah. It wasn't like he had the belts and he lost belts or anything like that. He was going after something he hadn't gone after before. And I think that carries enough weight to go like, okay, Canelo tried something and it didn't work. But now he's back in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Kind of like when Adesanya lost. Correct. Going that's, up. A, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Came back down. I was like, yeah. Right. Exactly. Don't get any ideas. Wait, hold on a second. I'm I still, the king I still run this. Exactly. <laughs> no. So that's 100% makes sense. Even though I do want to see Izzy try that again. Oh, I think. Izzy, I, he's, Yuri, he's, he's still amazing. running out of people. That's. Yeah. So he's got to anyway. Yeah. We're about to see him in Vegas in a couple of weeks. Indeed. With. Besides the Canelo announcement, we also had Jake Paul in the midst of that, New York. Um, now we have Nate Diaz saying he wants to fight Jake Paul, telling Dana to let him out the deal like he has business. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. You're talking about a draw. Nate's a draw. Of course he is. But I think Nate might lose to Jake. <laughs> and Nate could box. Like he sparred like real deal boxers. Like he would spar. Andre Ward and all this stuff. That was a younger Nate. More active Nate. Probably less high. I mean, weed is legal now. So he's probably more high. <laughs> uh, so it's one of those things. And Nate, for whatever he is, he, he's, you know, fighting 155, 170. Jake's a big boy. Jake is a big boy. And at that point, yeah, it becomes like how seriously would Nate take that, right? Like, how, how, uh, is he gonna walk in there with that expectation of this is, uh, walk in there for that paycheck? This is, well, yeah, I mean, there's been, and there's been plenty who, 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 who seem to have gone in there and it's, it's, it's paycheck city. Yep. Like, and, and that's ultimately what he wants to do. He doesn't, I don't think for him, he wouldn't care if he won or lost. I don't think that's gonna do anything for him. I think there's going to definitely be a very heavy contingent hoping he wins and, oh, yeah, kicks the shit out of Jake Paul. But everyone sees what people are making money off off of these Jake Paul fights. Even just being on the card yep. gets you notoriety. So I wonder if you could stock and slap someone with boxing gloves. <laughs> I, you know what? He might try. Yeah, I yeah, think he would. And, you know, I, I think. I mean, no matter. Of course, of course. Like, I think if you're any type of fighter in any of the sports, you're looking for the payday. Say what you will about Woodley and what happened to him and how he went face first into the mat, became a meme at the very end of the year. Yeah, damn shit. Now he's on AEW. And now he's on <laughs> now he's on AEW with I I'm confused. Yeah. It doesn't need to be there. Um 
point being, like, yeah, like, does does that matter to him in the long run? No, he got a paycheck. He's okay. Yep. He's all right. Got paid in those two Actually, fights. Actually, he got to do it twice. Yeah, got paid in those two fights more than he got paid as UFC champion. And say what you will about Jake Paul. But there is a seriousness that Jake Paul, like, Jake Paul takes this seriously. Yeah. He trains his ass off. Like, he is, whether you believe he has the ability or not, he trains like he believes he has the ability. Going eight rounds in a fight yeah. is not easy. No. <laughs> like, that... After two rounds, the normal human being is just flat out gassed. Yeah. And again, he didn't, it's not like Tyrone stuck his head out there and went, hey, hit me. Like Jake Paul timed up a shot, loaded up and cracked him. Yep. Like he has power. Yeah. Like it's, it is, it is legit. And he, he takes it seriously. And that's the thing. I think when people step into that arena with him, think, oh, this is a show. It's, it is. Because it's Jake Paul, and he knows it, and he, he knows, knows how to sell like a wrestler, but he knows that he's got to win to keep this going. So, but is it Nate? Is it Tommy? It's not Nate, because obviously he can't Dana, get out of He's got to get out of it. And Dana's, Dana's like, mm, <laughs> Dana's, I've let too many people go get the bag. Yeah, yeah. I'm, unless, uh, no, I, I, don't see, I don't see Jake cutting Dana in on it. Of course, no. no, 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 no. He's he is not going to go. He's not going to. Yeah, he he. This is this doesn't like require some kind of peace talk. It's going to be well. I'm either fighting him or I'm not. Yeah. This one has to be Tommy. Has to. I mean, Anderson Silva is a dangerous fight. <laughs> I mean, and you guys have talked about it too on on, on the previous shows. Like yeah. Jake Paul, stay away, please, Anderson Silva. I don't care if that man's 50. Please. That man is just, he knows how to do one thing really well. And that's kick people's asses. Yep. Like that guy is, he's just certified. My fuck around and embarrass Jake Paul. So yeah, don't do that. I do like the idea of the KSI fight. Yeah. But not in New York. No. Like Draymond, like that's a good like UK fight. Jake Paul's UK debut. Yeah, I think it has to be Tom. It's Tommy or nothing. And then Big John Fury came out. I was like, we want nothing to do with this fight. Blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, so you want a little bit more money. <laughs> like, yeah, and, he, and even, even then, it's like, like, I think there's still like this, this kind of cloud over it where, like, if he beats Tommy, there's some kind of legitimacy to... Yeah, you beat to, a real box. To Jake Paul beating him. Whether, no matter what that says about Tommy's career or not, that seems to be irrelevant in this whole thing because people are just focused on the fact that, well, he is a boxer. Yeah. Which is so weird because, like, I, I feel like there's plenty of other people who could pose bigger threat. Like, Anderson Silva, not a boxer. Would he get more credibility from beating an Anderson Silva than a Tommy Fury in I think sport? at this point he's being too many MMA guys. Right. Another, like, problem with Nate. It's just like right. you got to sprinkle someone who's a boxer in there. Yeah, I, I think the conver- the conversations, yeah, the conversation gets interesting with with all of this talk of like, is he legit or yeah. is he not? And it just seems like everyone has a very specific rule set, but it really doesn't matter the skill level. No, I it's just the fact that Tommy Fury boxes and he has the last name Fury, and that's all the boxes he needs to check. That's it because we we've seen Tommy Fury recently. 
Eh. I mean, when he was facing people with worse records, he had some knockout power. <laughs> right. Um, we have not seen that knockout power lately. Right. We don't got knockout power against Jake here for, and for a long night. And 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 what's the size discrepancy there? Is is Jake same size? Is same size? Okay. Two hundred five. Two hundred five. They they would be cruiserweights. Yeah. But I I think Jake wants like Jake's been fighting on like catch weights like one ninety eight or something. Mm-hmm. Um. So maybe he just, like drains Tommy a little bit more. <laughs> But Tommy's, I mean, he's a big dude. Yeah. But I think uh, the London fight, Tommy went down to 190, like, catch weight. And I think it was just one of those, like, yeah, I can make it. So, he he looked good on the scale. Performed okay, I guess. Nothing inspiring. No. Jake shouldn't be scared. No. I hope their bet still stands where you got to change his name to Tommy Fumble. <laughs> I forgot about the that. Was, that was the best part of it. Tommy the Fumble. Tommy Fumble. Yeah. <laughs> I said it's Tommy Fury. It's, it's going to rob him of his last name. <laughs> He's going to take the only Tommy thing Fumbles. that matters. Golly. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all bad. But they'll do crazy numbers. Absolutely. Does Jake, does Jake open as the betting favorite in that fight? Oh, hands down. Yeah. Jake is probably like plus 450. Which... Considering where Jake Paul was, or excuse me, minus where Jake Paul was a year ago, yeah, to be talking about him going up against a boxer doesn't, regardless of of skill level, that says a lot about where Jake's gone. Yeah, he's not bad. No, I'm not sure how good he is, but he's not bad. And I think he's proven he's, that. And he's proven that if you make a mistake, oh, he yeah. can it's capitalize. Yeah. And it's night night indeed. He got knockout power. <laughs> he does have the power. Oh my god. Everyone's ended up in me. It's true. Every it's, single person. <laughs> and, and it's just like with, with, each, with, each, with each passing fight, people are starting to take him more seriously. I think that oh, definitely yep. says a lot that he would open up as a betting favorite against a boxer. Yep. And then real boxer. Ah, yes. Uh, Andrew Ruiz, Luis Ortiz. Final for September 4th, Sunday. Pay-per-view. This is the case of when you ask, like, what is Bivol now, right? And then it's just like, does he have star power? Doesn't he have star power? He was a guy who fought in the very first DAZN pay-per-view ever and won it. Do you tell that guy he's not fighting on pay-per-view anymore? Same thing with Andy Ruiz. It's just like, he beat Anthony Joshua on pay-per-view. Now Showtime's kind of stuck just giving him pay-per-view. Right. Because it's just like, well, I made this. I won. I made this to the rematch. I'm not taking, you know, an 80% pay cut to fight on TV. So we're got to figure this out. Like, you got to pay me this amount. The only way to get that amount by putting them on pay-per-view. I'm not sure how many people buy this. No. I mean, and it's been, how, how long has it been since Ruiz knocked out Joshua? It's four years now. It yeah. feels and it feels like longer. It does feel like feels like it's been a long eternity. time, and, and maybe it's because like and when's the last time the Reese fought too? Just just beat anybody. Chris Ariola in the spring. Yeah, and he came and he looked better and his body was in shape. Maybe it wasn't the spring. It might have been end of last year. He he was with Reynoso. Right now he's left Reynoso. Right. So now he's with a new trainer again. It's it's a lot. 
but you talk about, you know, sometimes this, you make a moment for yourself and you raise the floor, you know, like now, now it's, it truly is a case of, he's not going to take anything less than that. He's going to, he's going to consider himself a draw, whether he is a draw or not because yeah. of what he did to Anthony Joshua. So a Sunday, the Sunday pay-per-views flop. Sunday pay-per-views is tough. Like they tried that with Tank and didn't do good. And this numbers. is September 4th. The week before? Week before NFL. NFL okay. okay. So the last week of the who? That's season? That's close. Well, that no starters are they playing. They don't they don't I don't think they play that last week of preseason. Like don't they take an extra week off now? Do they? I can't remember. I think the preseason's only 3 games now. Oh, okay. Something like that. Not too bad. I don't know. I'm not I'm not up to date on my NFL collective bargaining. <laughs> um, but either way, like that's close to NFL season. Literally the first NFL game would be on the Thursday of that week. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you're going to squeeze in a Sunday paper, this is, this, this is, is your this last your, chance. This is your last chance. Cause this it ain't, it. it ain't happening anymore after this. No. So it, Cause once the shield comes in, Oh, it's domination. over. It's over. The NFL runs. Cool. You got to come to the crib and watch the NFL games on the five TV. I mean, I tell you what, there's, I mean, as long as red zone's on one of those TVs, we're good. Always on the big screen. All right. I'm in. <laughs> I'm a red zone guy. Oh, I mean, that's the only way I can watch football. Now, so. Yeah. yeah Although now, now my team's good. So, um, you know, now I'm actually going to be very vested interest in, in each game. You think they're good? I mean, we have Russell Wilson. That's pretty, think they're good. We're pretty legit. That division is stacked. We were a 500 team without Russell Wilson, without a quarterback. So okay. I think it's looking up for it'll be fun games. Let's put it that way. Yes. Let's put it that way. Are you going to the game here? Ah, there is there is another game here. Yeah. I didn't I didn't go the first time. Um I'll have to think about it. I'll have to think about it. Might have it's, to make this a field. Trip. NFL tickets are expensive. Are they? I mean, they just it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just the, the what what the shield can charge you. Go to game. <laughs> and also I just I'm not a big fan of the NFL atmosphere games. I just I don't I don't like it as much. I like the college atmospheres way. Oh, that's yeah. Because there's just like there's like a pageantry to it. Yeah. And it's just so cool. And I'm I mean, I'm biased because, you know, I watch Big Ten football and there's always been a bunch of big ass stadiums and they're all crazy. So I mean your your team has a wide out and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like pretty cool to look at. Eighty thousand rock. <laughs> it's yeah, that stadium is pretty cool. And it's like you didn't you just go right down the street, go grab ice cream after the game. I mean, it's it's cool. Like you don't do that it's with like famous Ice cream place? There is, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the creamery is right there. It's great. Interesting. Yeah. I've never been to Penn State. My it's, godmother it is a, it is a, graduated from It's a big campus, little town around it, and that's it. It's, it truly <laughs> is, in all matters of the word, a college town, uh, 100%. Um, Happy I, Valley. Yeah, it's it's. I can't remember. Like everyone I, I, works do, on I cannot remember the last time I was, I've been back there, and now it's it's starting to get up to be a long time because – Time is going by and I'm getting older. So, you know, never. I, I need to, I need to, <laughs> I need to go back at some point and go. go Last see. time you went, you probably had short hair. Uh, yes. And probably no beard. So, yeah. Uh, Cause the beard didn't happen until after college. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. The beard was, beard was not, beard was nothing to bet with <laughs> until, you know, later in life. And then it brought me to this moment. And, you know, this now I started now the show. I, have I didn't have a beard. That's true. Yeah, we were just we were talking about that yes. before. <laughs> yes, yes. Andre's being a beard snob. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he still that, 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 beard beard, beard. that beard is pretty glorious. It's it's tough competition. It is. I wouldn't, don't want to grow out the grays anyway. Uh, you he know. can. Uh, there you go. Yeah, he can. He can keep that part of the gimmick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just want my my cheeks. So good. They're covered. It's a beard. Yeah. You see this guy? 
Yeah, there you go. Look at that. It's taking a while to grow. Yeah, yeah. You can hear it on the microphone too. So see, look so at that. If, it's if it's making noise, it's know, there. It counts it as counts. a beer. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, let's talk about last weekend's fight Saturday. Yeah, Joseph Smith Jr. Arthur Bitter BF. Also, Robesi Ramirez is the real deal. <laughs> the co-main. Abraham Nova had no shot. I mean, the the beard looked good. They did. It, that, it, that's a beard. Yeah. I immediately like was looking at it and I was like, oh, he he thinks he's something. Yeah. And then bop. We didn't protect him. Bop. <laughs> night night. Oh, Robesi is just now that I watch him fight. And yeah, his debut wasn't great. And he's changed trainers and this camp seems to really work for him after that, you know, debut. But people really don't give enough credit because we see it in baseball, so it kind of like normalizes us to what it must be like to have to defect mm. and then become a professional. Yeah. And it's just like you leave your whole family behind. Right. You don't go straight to the U.S. All these guys defect to like God knows where in Mexico or the different countries. I think somebody went to Sweden. Like you, you got to defect somewhere else. Wait papers and then come to the u.s so it's one of those things where it's just like yeah like probably wasn't all there and ready for that debut and it was just okay so you took a mulligan you don't got to worry about the undefeated pressure and all this stuff a lot like when loma lost his second fight i was just like all right whatever his third fight was the title fight and didn't look back until you know the teofimo fight yeah but it's that same thing where it's just like, yeah, I think Robesi's in that same class. You look, you watch him fight and be like, I can see why this person beat Shakur Stevens. Right. It's like, yes, he's that good. Not many people can say they've beaten Shakur Stevens at anything. Even though I plan on handing him a swift L in Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> but You're ready. Yes, yes, whatever. He's ready. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, it's just Robesi's talent is amazing. I think he should get a title fight at 126 next. And we'll see. I mean, if Navarrete is really trying to go up and, and fight Shakur, then that's cool. But if he stays at 126, then yeah, Robesi has to be. I think of an interesting analysis. We uh, obviously Blue Wire Studio here. We are home to many podcasts. And we had Sean Porter in here um, on uh, last Sunday. And he was mentioning the fact that he thought that Robesi would kind of come out and try to kind of, you know, play around the edges yeah. and kind of... Traditional Cuban style. Yeah. And he was surprised to watch Robesi just walk him down. He just was like, nope, I'm here and you're about to get brushed in the face. Yeah. And it seemed to be the theme of the night was people feeling people's power and going, uh-oh. <laughs> and... This ain't lasting long. Uh-oh. And uh, the, you know, and he, he just went right at him. And I mean, that knockout was was brutal. Yeah. I mean, right smack dab in the middle of the face. Just impressive, to say the least. Impressive, for sure. Then the main event. Oh, boy. Artur better be a... The common man. Common man. Became the Jr. common man. Artur better be have hit him with a jab to start. Joe Smith was like, all right. Threw another jab, slipped the jab. Joe Smith is like, oh, feeling confident. It's about like five seconds into the fight. Arthur Bitter BF then throws a right hook that lands. Joe Smith goes, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what have I gotten myself yes. into? This is 
everything that they said it was. Like, <laughs> it is one of those where you can see his eyes open. And he was just like, oh, shit. Now what? And uh, his quote today was like, oh, yeah, I just lost focus with my game plan. There's no game plan. There's no preparation for when someone hits like that. It, I got hit by the punch, and I said, ow. Yeah. <laughs> was, was the game plan. I, I thought it was going to be under six rounds. I thought it stopped, like, in the I think sixth. You bo- I think you both picked under six. Yeah. Correctly. I, I thought it would you know, start the sixth. Like, you know, it's ended around six. Two rounds, four knockdowns is what? And, and, I mean, this is a champ that he did this to. It's a guy with a, and he's defended it. Like, yes, several times. <laughs> like, he, guy beat he, made, he made this, he made this quick work. Didn't even look like they belonged in the same. No. Room. And it was like, and, and now it's like, you know, the, the talk of, you know, obviously the Bivol fight went the way that it went. Imagine better be of power in there with Canelo. Ugh. To me, the whole time when I thought Canelo would be Bivol and then come and fight better be on ESPN, which I still think is going to happen. Very possible. Um, I looked at it and I was like, he's just a bigger triple G. That's not going to be good for Canelo. No. <laughs> like, like, I thought he lost a smaller triple G. So, like, like triple G was hitting him and they're going toe-to-toe and hitting him with clean punches. Like they fought at 160. Those hands are rocks. This guy's grown. Yeah. And I mean, even even I believe it was his last fight too that he got the he had the cut. Yeah. He had the cut above his head and like he couldn't see. And he like he literally looked like it looked like he dropped off the set of three hundred or something. Yep. Didn't and he went matter. in there and he and I think that that fight still went only what, like seven or eight rounds, yep. something like that. As soon as the cut opened, he was like, Oh, okay, it's business. Oh, time. okay, I gotta kill this guy before they call this fight off. Yep. Like nothing stops this guy, and and then he gets in the ring with with a champion and makes makes quick work. Hundred percent KO'd. That's unbelievable. And this guy's a machine. Unifying the divisions. Now he has three belts. Bivol has another one. Um, I think they don't fight, or he doesn't fight Bivol or Canelo until next like September. No, but it looks like Anthony Yard is the next fight. Bob Aaron wants to do it in the UK. It's funny because he like trash talked his own. He's like, we're not fighting on his own. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't expect that. I think Bob is waiting to see what Canelo does. And if he can be Bivol next May and take those belts, then Bob would tell Canelo, yeah, come over. Let's have a scrap. Yeah. If Bivol beats Canelo again, then it's just like, yeah. Well. Bivol better be of at that point. Yeah. And then we got to see if Eddie Hearns will and play ball and, you know, have his fighter fight on ESPN, which may or may not happen so <laughs> it's one of those where i mean at least we know better bf has options right like in the amateurs he competed at heavyweight so 175 he can go up to cruiserweight do damage with that power and the man's 38 so he can't sit around wait but it's going to be interesting to see him anthony yard in london should be a great fight and then next spring maybe he takes out another mandatory and then waits He's definitely in sitting weight mode. That's it. If it's people, Canelo, people, then people come next get me. September. Yep. Next September, we we know a Canelo fight will go down. And after so. watching that fight, I'm I'm not exactly if I'm in that weight class, I'm not exactly eager uh to take that fight. No, no, God. Not, no. not exactly looking forward to better BF's fists hitting my face. At all. Oh, he's knocked out 
Uh, let me see. Oh, he's knocked out everybody. Oh, he's lost. Oh, it, oh no, it's everybody. <laughs> just, oh, it's everybody. Nobody goes oh, just no. that man. So that's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be cool to see him fight in London. I think yeah, that's power travels right. So that's a show you take on the road, build his star power, and wait for whoever comes out of the other one. Because the last thing you can do is just sit there and do nothing. Well, you gotta fight. Got it. Got to let the man fight. And the knockouts speak for themselves. So, keep, keep the KO rate up. That's it. That's all you need. Keep adding knockouts to that, and he'll be just fine. We'll be just fine as well, because uh, we're going to hit a break, come back, talk MMA. Ooh. And then we have a guest. Let's close the show. So it is going to be fun. You guys don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. What up, everybody? Quick break. We are back. Time to talk MMA. Good card last weekend. Thought it was going to be. First thing that jumps off the page, man, it feels good for the UFC to take some of these non-pay-per-views back on the road. Absolutely. And, uh, and you're stomping grounds. In Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. The stars at night are big and bright. Keep it light. <laughs> So my adopted home, I suppose. Yes. Oh, right. Quick, putting you on the spot. Oh, top three places to eat in Austin. Oh, uh, for me, <laughs> Don't. top three places to eat in Austin. I mean, I'm not gonna pick any like the trendy spots in like downtown. I, I'm I'm gonna pick one on South Congress. Guero's is where you go for Tex-Mex. Okay. If you're on South Congress, do they do the breakfast tacos. Um, I haven't actually been there for breakfast, but their food is just really good. Guero's yeah. is just. Uh, it's, it's prime and it's on South Congress, which is my favorite part of Austin. Um, cause it's a little off downtown. It's got cool view of the Capitol. It's very cool. Um, there's a place kind of, um, it, it is very, it is very far South Austin before dripping Springs, which is where my family lives. Um, called, I believe the place is called the shore and they actually bring in, um, they'll bring in oysters from the East coast. Oh, wow. So you get some oysters in the middle of Texas which is pretty cool. And like they freeze them and like bring them. So it's like they are right out of the sea. So highly recommend the shore. Um, pretty much anytime, like, like I go home, like that's, that's the spot that we hit. Cause it's, it's like 15 minutes away from, from my parents' house. So. Remember the seafood guy? I love seafood. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, mean, I, I spent all, yeah. I spent all those summers in, uh, in Rhode Island and, uh, in Massachusetts. So, oh yeah. Big time seafood. Love seafood. Um, which of course now I live in the middle of, a desert. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, third, uh, I'll cheat a little bit. I'm not going to pick necessarily a restaurant, but P. Terry's Burgers fat, Fast Food Joint. Not, don't go to Whataburger. Go get P. Terry's. P. Terry's. Good. Because Whataburger was horrible. Yeah. P. Terry's good. Also, um, oh God, what's the, uh, Torchy's Tacos. Also very good. But you can also get better tacos in the taco truck. Taco truck tacos. Woo! That's good. <laughs> a lot of good food in Austin, Texas. 100%. Listen, I loved Austin. I don't like Dallas too much. No, Dallas, Dallas is, um, you know, Dallas is, I mean, it just, it, it feels like a big city. You know, like yeah. you ever get that like vibe? It's kind of like Pittsburgh for me. Yeah. You know? Like I haven't driven through Pittsburgh and also 
Um, if there's things I can recommend in life that you do not do, um, and I'm sorry to any listeners who live out there, but driving through Pittsburgh is one of the worst experiences. Because <laughs> it's just like, it's all high. It's like, it's like highways that all like overlap. So like you could be driving on a highway and there's a highway under you going a different direction. And there's a highway above you going a different direction. It makes no sense. <laughs> I don't get it. Thank God for Google Maps. Um, but no, no. Austin's got like, I mean, there are like cool trendy spots to go. Yeah. And, 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 it's like super and, hipster. And man. there's music everywhere. So, um, you know, I mean, there's definitely been a, a, a big influx of people who have moved to Austin, which is definitely like, that's, that's how any like the cool cities yeah. they get. Because Austin for a long time was the place to go move. And it's like techie, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of, a lot of tech startups started moving there. Like that's, that, because like people are like, ooh, no state tax. Oh, yeah. and I get to do my th- oh, cool, and it's warm, awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, it became the cool place to live. And anytime a place becomes the cool place to live, after a few years, it's a lot. There's a lot of people. And it gets a little crowded, and and the city goes, whoa, I was not ready for all these people. Yeah. And Austin is a major city, but like this happens. Every, it happened in Boulder as well, Boulder, Colorado, where I grew up. Uh, definitely happened there where it's just a lot of people come in and then it's like this town ain't big enough for the all of us um and then it's like traffic on all these roads is just horrible but um austin still has some of that charm still uh, and the and the live music it's really all about the live music in austin um sixth street is a cool experience um when it's safe to do so um where you can walk down the street and pick any music you want someone's playing it yeah. and someone's playing it live so literally, you just walk down the street. You go, okay. I hear the EDM dance music over here. I hear the blues guitar over here, and I and they're all like kind of like competing with each other. So you can go find what you want to listen to, which is very cool. Um, Got to hang out with you in Austin one day. Yeah, it's that. That'll be that'll be a trip. That that'll be a trip. I have I have not really gone because my my family moved there um, while I was still in college. Um, so I let you know I got out of college and I didn't really know anybody down there. So like I didn't I had I've not like done like the oh go Austin like woo part like and but like I've done enough of like the experiences to get a little taste of like what what are like cool things to do. Yeah. So like Sixth Street is definitely a walk. Um it's a little, with off. all the with all the people there now it's a little more dangerous than it used to be. But um it's uh yeah that South Congress is super cool. Get some cowboy boots, get some cowboy hat, you know, do the, do do Texas right. Yes, yes. You know. Got to hit up my guy, Mark Henry. Too. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I can't believe you didn't pick any barbecue places. Oh, there's some really good barbecue. Oh, no, no. Now that, that I think about it. Like oh, no. Oh, I, did for, I did forget one. The Salt Lake. Uh, the Salt Lake barbecue. Um, best ribs ever. Oh, so good. And it's just, and it's just. You things are better and like amazingly clean. We, we were also very lucky to, and, and, and I apologize. We will get to MMA. Um, <laughs> but we're talking about, it was in Austin. So, you know, it, it's all relevant. Um, but we had a, we had a friend, uh, a family friend in Austin that was like, he did like cooking competitions and he had like in his backyard, like the legit like smoker set up. Like, I mean, wow. we're talking like a grill the size of this desk here, which if you're watching on YouTube, which by the way, watch on YouTube, um, it, it's huge. Yeah. Use massive grill. And like, we would go over to his place and he would have been like, you know, smoking brisket for the whole day. So we were also a little... We were a little spoiled, uh, spoiled by, <laughs> by some some local home cooking, yeah. Um, in the area, but Salt Lake, uh, very good. Actually, you can order Salt Lake online. Really? Yes, and they'll they'll like free they'll 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 make their ribs. They'll make 
sausage, they'll make pulled pork, any of that, and they'll freeze it. And then all you got to do is you, you receive the order and then you just kind of reheat it. And it's, it, I mean, obviously, like, is it the same as getting it right at the restaurant? Nothing is. But it's pretty dang good. <laughs> it's pretty dang close. Listen, I might have to order some of that. It's now I'm hungry. It can definitely be, and like, I like salty food. It's a little salty, but dang. Salt. salt. Like, salt. It's yeah. so good. They season their food. Like, yeah, they, they do. I heavily this. seasoned yes yeah. indeed I appreciate 100%. somebody who can season a food yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah no solid barbecue primo no that is that's the way to go all right let's talk about actual fights that happen wait and with the punch they punch people in the face out there and all so they say all one right. person didn't get to punch anyone in the face oh, that's true cowboy cerrone cowboy cerrone didn't get to punch people. but you know what he did get to show up in a cowboy hat. he did he did and with, his kids also got to show sure. up in a cowboy hat. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate cowboys dressing their kids as little cowboys. Like, I, I feel like that's something that's, like, not obnoxious. Like, you gotta, I, I, like, I guess you got to start. I mean, if your name is cowboy. Got to lean all the way. You've got to go to the gimmick. Like, the gimmick yeah. has to. Your whole family is cowboys now. And you're intense. Your grandma better be wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> like, everybody. And he has, like, home. the nicest grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cerrone, Lozon, canceled again. Day of the fight. Um. Joe just said his right leg, like, just wouldn't move. So it's just like, well, um, so hopefully Joe you know, heals up and everything. Cowboy wants to run it back. Dana said he's never booking this fight again, but let's be real. Dana says stuff the night of fights out of remote. So if Cowboy wants it, that fight will happen. He's looking to fight within the next month because he's a madman. So I'm sure they'll give him a different opponent. I mean, to be fair, if, if it was canceled the day of, he was ready. Yeah. So, I mean, all he's got to do is, what, take a little take a little bit of a break and then kind of go right back into camp mode. Oh, but weight that, cuts. Sucks. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going through all that weight. Because it got. was canceled after he hit the scale. Right. So he made weight and then rehydrated right. for the fight. And then it was just like, oh, shit. I'm going to have to cut back down. Yeah, that's tough. That so, is a tough break. Um, you'll see what Cowboy has in store. I don't sense retirement on, on the horizon. Like, I... I feel like him and Joe were a perfect, like, loser leaves town match. Yeah. So I think they'll probably give him someone, especially on short notice. It definitely feels. he can probably beat. It definitely feels like Cerrone is, is kind of whatever stage of fight he's in. Yeah, he's, he's going to be fighting for his career. Yeah. Pretty yeah, much yeah, at, at this stage. But he, he can fight. Even if he loses a decision, he should be all right. Yeah. He gets brutally knocked out. Dana might tell him. No. Might be a problem. It's time. Leave the glove. Um, Joaquin Buckley. Hey, that's a W in the win column. We're Let's back go. on the streak, baby. I think this is two, three in a All row. All right. Let's go. On a streak. And then, but man, impressive. He beat the hell. That self-defense training. Yeah. <laughs> just, just the eye. Like, Albert couldn't see it all. Nope. And good on the doctor stopping. Could have been stopped early. So, Akeem wins that one. Um, Kevin Holland, Tim Means, Nicole Main. Kevin Holland by submission. I mean, that's. I, I want to meet the gambler who picked that. <laughs> who picked that? Yeah, like, and just let me know how much you want. No, you know what? Kevin Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Stops him. Okay, give me a submission. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Like, what? So, uh, Kevin Holland, one of the most entertaining fighters in the UFC. So, it's good to see him. Kind of look impressive again. Yeah. Back on a roll. Um, 2022 has been kind to him after a couple tough losses. 
in 2021, which, to his credit, he was fighting top five opponents. Mm-hmm. And then now he's kind of came back down, but his win against Oliveira and then Means. And I think welterweight is treating him much better than middleweight. Because now he's a big man. And if he can keep making the cut, then it's, it's legit. Yeah. And this might be the spot for him to showcase all his tools. And then main event, Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. I mean, this will help him fight. They beat the shit out of each other. 25 minutes. Both. Mm-hmm. I, they, 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 I didn't need they, to name a winner. They, <laughs> they, look, they both look the part. When both fighters look the part yeah. after 25 minutes, you know you've probably seen a pretty decent fight. I was like, fuck. I hope somebody gives like one of these a 10 10 round. Like, yeah. you should give it a draw. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one should have lost that fight. But more, uh, more rounds required. Go again. Yes. Let's run it back. Run it back. <laughs> right now. This is <laughs> overtime. This makes me think of like, I wish MMA and boxing at times just had encore. Yeah. <laughs> they just come out and do one more round. <laughs> that's Break the draw. Break. <laughs> the, you know, it's like, the, it's like hockey has the shootout. We need a shootout in MMA. That's it. What do we think? Yep. Just give them two extra minutes. You can only use your left hand. <laughs> it's like three on three. This, this is going to start getting to the point where uh, it's like, you know, like you always make up like funny overtime scenarios with, <laughs> with these things. So it'd always be like, okay, all right. If you get to a fourth overtime, the coaches now got to come, come out, out and they got to fight and each they other fight. now. One on one, mano a mano, you know, like really like get That's creative. That's so unfair for anyone who's cornered by Habib. <laughs> that's why he's in your corner that's why you pay the big bucks you don't know if you're gonna go to overtime nope and he'll be <laughs> be like oh um, tag I would like to uh, forfeit this yeah, imagine the other yeah. coach is like 145 <laughs> he's like ah, like oh my god I didn't sign up for this you were supposed to fight you win <laughs> it just gets in and just taps <laughs> doesn't even doesn't even there's no there's no even no. contact you just yep I'm out of here uh, that's exactly what I would do if I had to face it. <laughs> uh, hands down. And then this weekend's fights. Honestly, I feel like they didn't need a fight <laughs> this weekend. But um, Umar Nurmagomedov is on this card. And you see that name. You see the name. You know there's danger. <laughs> danger is around and the corner. And I think he's of no relation. I believe no, no relation. And he's like a kickboxer. <laughs> Which is, you know. But. You're not fooling me. <laughs> I'm not going to the ground. I I, I see. I I'm read. I'm, I'm my eyes do not deceive. Nope. I you just sometimes a name is just good enough. That's all you need. That's all. Some I fear need. in your heart. Um, Chris Curtis, mm-hmm. who is going to join us here in a couple minutes, opening up the main card. Keep the streak going. Yeah, got to keep the streak going. Come on. And uh, he's undefeated. He's coming to the UFC, so it'll be interesting to talk to him. I like about our, like that journey. I like our chances. I do too. I do too. And then Neil Magny is on this card. And again, they, Neil Magny gets the toughest fights in the UFC. So now he has uh, Rachmanov 15-0. It's just like 27. They're like, oh yeah, it, it looks like you're going to be a thing here. Last, first two UFC fights, submission, knockout. We're giving Neil Mack. Feed him. And and Neil loves this because Neil is like the prospect killer. 
<laughs> it's just like, like you gotta be real good to beat Neil Magny. Uh, one might one might for the equivalent of wrestling, one might call it the bar. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that should be an interesting fight. Give me Bogmanov to win that, but I think it's a decision if I have to pick that one. And then main event. Um, oh my God, Sarukian. Versus Gamrots in the main event. Again, is it main event worthy? I don't know. Sarukian was on a ton of cards for 25 and up. Like, I think he ranked like third on ESPN. Like for fighters in the UFC, 25 and under. So for him, the main event, I'm not like mad at it. He's coming in off of a couple finishes. <sighs> I vote violence in the main event. But give me him by... By knockout. I, I think this is a showcase for him. He's kind of small even for lightweight um, division. But I think they put you in the main event. You have to be. And it's a week before International Fight, Fight. Week. So uh, this is a good spot if you're trying to warm somebody up. Yep. I feel like. This isn't a spot necessarily for an already main eventer because... You can't you're be sa- a pallet you're, sa- you're save Yeah, you're saving your, your, uh, your ammo for next week. Yeah. And um, that's the last thing he wants to do is go in there and be the palate cleanser, go 25 minutes and be boring as hell. Right. Like, you go in there, you make a statement, and your replay is going to run all the way through international fight. All week. All damn week. So uh, that's what I, how I see that going. Like I just mentioned, we have Chris Curtis coming up now. So we're going to hit our last break, come back with a guest. Producer Cole Bay Bay is going to the booth. So we're going to run back in. Yes. To my natural habitat. <laughs> Appreciate you as always. Chopping up with me. Shout out to Dre on his uh his week of relaxation. And uh and uh excited to uh hop back on the mic on Sunday night. Yes. Um oh, when we when we talk about Forbidden Door. The Forbidden Door. Forbidden door. <laughs> uh, you feel like you have to say it like it's like a Harry Potter movie or something like that. The Forbidden Door. Like, you know, but really it's just it's just, you know, it's just a wrestling term. Yeah. Listen, we're going to have some fun on Sunday night. We are going to have some fun. There's going to be some terrific matches. I'm sure there's going to be some more announced throughout the week. So, you know, stay tuned into your programming for that. But we'll be there to break it down. Yes, it's going to be good. So don't go anywhere. Chris Curtis, on with us right after this. What up, everybody? As promised, closing today's show with a guest, Chris Curtis, UFC middleweight in the building, fresh cut, lined up, looking looking yeah. spectacular for the camera. Thank you, thank you. After uh, the things I do for you guys, man, you know, maybe we get a haircut and get shaved, so uh, can't yeah. be an adult here. Look at that! Look at that! I I, I love it, man. <laughs> First and foremost. You're always, always, always bringing the action on fight night. Makes you one of the most exciting people to watch, I'd say, that came into the UFC recently, right? Like, but you haven't fought this year. What, what's going on? Like, it, it sucks, man. It's I, I got scheduled late. So they, they scheduled me already late. So I was like, well, originally, it's like, okay, whatever, fine. And then I got injured. So it was like, pushed me back. I was fought six times last year. And now it's the end of July. I don't want my first fight. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that hurts. 
That yeah, hurts a lot, like, man. So yeah, injuries suck. <laughs> the worst part of the sports, the injuries. Yeah. How are you feeling now that you've bounced back from the injury? Um, do you feel like you're as close to 100% as possible? Do you feel like you got to work out some things in the octagon when you get in there? Is there any cage rust? Uh, I don't, I stay so active, man. And, you know, I, I don't really think I, I get cage rust. I, uh, I train seven days a week. I'm always like sparring hard. I don't, I don't really think I get, I don't really think for me, cage rust is a thing. Like I just, I would rather have fought, you know, four times this year, but being back in now, it's fine. I feel good. Uh, you're as close to a hundred percent as you can get. Like, you know, there's always going to be stuff wrong with you. This is a lot. This is a hard camp, man. I had a, quite a few injuries pop up this camp, but you know, I'm, feel, I'm finally feeling good. Uh, fight week. I feel good. Everything feels uh solid and stable. So like, I'll take it, man. I'm just, I'm just ready to fight. Like it's been way too long. <laughs> <laughs> Came into the UFC. What you, you took fights in back to back months, finish both. Like, how hard is it to do that quick turnaround? Because you, you mentioned you fought six times that year. Like, is that something where you just feel comfortable doing? Because we don't see people do that very often in this sport. Well, for me, man, it's not really a big turnaround. Like I said, I train seven days a week. Like, I, I train every day. And uh, if I get 185, you know, I don't walk around more than 15 pounds out of my weight class at any really given time. So I'm just, uh, you know, two days away from making, you know, actually I made weight last time on like what, four hours notice. So I can, I can always make weight. So I'm always training. I'm always going training hard. Uh, my camps on, you know, some people use camps to get in shape and like whatever and lose their weight. But for me, my camps are just kind of fine tuning what what I want to work on, but like I'm always in shape and like, you know, able to fight. So for me, you know, I'm a, I'm a small middleweight, but it, you know, it affords me the chance to stay busy and uh, stay more active. You mentioned it. You aren't like big for the division. We see guys like Paulo Costa, who's just huge division, right? Like, but do you feel like your size gives you advantages where other people may be like, well, why don't you cut down more? You're only 15 pounds, you know, heavier than your division. Why don't you go down to welterweight? Do you feel like being at your natural oh. weight? kind of afford you luxuries? I mean, it really does. At, at 170, I was never able to fight, like, as often. I could never fight six times in a year at 170. At 170, I fought, and then, you know, I would need four weeks to, like, I, I go back to the gym right away, but I would need four weeks for my body to feel normal again. Mm. And, like, one, one thing, there's, there's occasionally I could fight back-to-back at 170, but it was painful, man. It's really, really, it's really, really hard for me. And at some point, like, I mean, like, I'm a small guy for the division, but at the same time, I think I have a cardio advantage against most people. I think at 70, I had a cardio advantage against most people, but at 85, I definitely do. Uh, but the trade-off for that is I'm giving up some height and some size. So, you know, Rodolfo is a big dude. He's a really, really yeah. big guy. So uh, I think, you know, Phil Hall is a big guy too. So I think this Saturday, you know, we'll have that first real test to where there's going to be a lot of uh, attempted grappling and wrestling. And we'll have my first test to see like how I feel at 185. So it, it's it's interesting for me to see. So we get in there, and you know, when we lose a draw, I'm just like this. Like I'm just too fucking small for this. You know, we'll we'll rethink going back down to 70. But for now, you know, my quality of life is way better at 85. I don't hate my life. Uh, I'm not miserable to be around. Like yeah, so I can I can eat food. So I, I would like to stay here for as long as possible. Even the fights are a little bit scarier. Preparing for Vieira this weekend, 
you mentioned, okay, you know, there's going to be grappling exchanges, wrestling in there. Is, is there any part of your camp where you have to like really switch up to prepare for someone like this? You said you're in the gym every day, but is it a little harder to prepare for someone who's bringing this skill set compared to like, yo, we're going to stand and bang? No, I, so pretty much my entire, all my camps are pretty, really close to being the same is stuff to take down and force them into a fight they don't want. And this is just the, uh, the apex of that strategy to where stuff to take down, wear them out, make them fight a fight he doesn't want, you know, the entire game plan. So, you know, it's the easy game plan, like redline them, like make them work harder than he wants to stuff to take downs and like, you know, drag them into deeper waters. But that's my strategy for every fight. We don't really, with stand-up fights, we're just like, okay, cool. Like, if I fight another stand-up guy, we're just like, oh, shoot, we don't get that a whole lot. Like, go yeah. have fun. Mini camp's more fun. But my normal camp is like force, you know, force bad shots, stuff takedowns, create scrambles, return to your feet, make them fight. So, uh, you know, we worked in a couple positions more than we usually would. But overall, it's been the exact same type of camp that I've had for the last 13 years for the most part. You know, 15 years is just, Make them fight a stand-up fight. Make them uh, fight in deep waters. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Because, again, you fought at 170 before. You're at 185 now. Which champion is more beatable? Usman at 170 or Stylebender at 185? I would go Stylebender. I would definitely go Stylebender. I think Usman is just a nightmare fighter for a lot of people just because, I mean, it's, he's just a, he's a much better version of Tyron Woodley, which was already a problem. But the issue is like Usman's striking has gotten better, but when someone has that much of a wrestling advantage, it makes guys panic. So now you got guys, even Masvidal is a better striker who got knocked out because they're so worried about getting taken down mm. that you know, you, you leave your hands low to fight takedowns and do other stuff. And then Usman apparently learned to hit the train. So I, I would go Usman's. I mean, I think Izzy, Izzy's a beast. Don't get me wrong. But I think like once the, the, the top of 85 isn't really super wrestling heavy. So it kind of works in his favor. There are some wrestlers sprinkled in there. We got guys like, and like you know, he beat up Brunson, which works. Yeah. But I, I just think style-wise, Usman's a nightmare matchup for guys like that. People don't like fighting that grinding fight, man. Usman's the king of the grinder, so like, I, I would go Usman. Being a smaller guy in the division, would you see like Usman and be like, yeah, that guy can kind of come up here and make noise too? I've been around. Usman is big. <laughs> you guys realize how big Shkumar Usman is. Like, I look at him sometimes like, bro, like... Every time you see him, he's like slowly exploding out of whatever he's wearing. Like he's a big dude. Like he's a very big man. Like, like the fact that he makes one seventy is interesting to me. Like he's a big fucking dude. I think there's a lot of dudes he could like ragdoll at eighty five. I think there's a lot of eighty five eighty five he could ragdoll easily. Like hands down, like, that's a big fucking dude. <laughs> For you, eighty five, you're climbing your way up. Is there like a checklist you have in your head, like? You want to fight, you want to fight often. But are there some names in this division where you're like, man, I want to fight this person? Like, whether it's just for stylistically, like, oh, we're, we'll get in there and we're going to have some fun in the octagon. Or just for the sake of working your way up, do you have, like, this, this in mind already? So I'm that guy. Everybody's, like, climbing the rankings. I'm like, look, man, the top of 85 is, like, a murderer's row. 
I'm totally fine going backwards and beating up people behind me. <laughs> and there's a wide list of people that I want to fight who are near me or behind me. Like uh, I, the the Drakus to Drakus to Pussy fight, I really wanted. I thought we'd have a great fight. I think oh. I thought stylistically it'd be a fun fight. I have a message him like, bro, I think this is a fight we bonus on easily. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So that was a little bit of fun fight. Um, I want to breed up Brian Battle, but that's personally that's just so that's a personal issue of mine. Brian Battle did nothing wrong, mind you. But I just don't like Brian Battle. He, he did nothing wrong to me. I just don't like Brian Battle because of tough. Uh, I got passed over for tough again, and then they have like this season of tough, and he wins it, and I'm like, I feel like I could have killed all of you. So nothing personal against Brian Battle. Everybody, like, he's a great guy, but I'm just I have a bone to pick with the tough announcers. I got to go through him to do that. So like, fine, whatever. Whoever picked people for tough can blame this. But, like yeah, I've got like really one sided beef with Brian Battle. He's gonna see this like, what the fuck did I do? To you? <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody thinks a great guy, but I don't care. I should have been the ultimate fighter. So yeah, there's, there's that. This that pisses me off. Uh, I wanted to fight Dusko because he beat my buddy Maki. So I was like, I got like eyes on you, Dusko. Like yeah, yeah, I fucking see you. And then I wanted to fight Joseph Holmes because I'm really petty, and he beat my friend Allen. So like, I want to beat up Joseph Holmes. <laughs> You're coming for revenge, and they don't even know it right yeah. now. <laughs> It's my, it's my revengeance tour, man. Like, you know, it's the, the revengeance tour. Like, yeah. <laughs> nah, gotta love it. Thank you so much for taking time out. Busy fight week for joining us, man. Best of luck on Saturday. Can't wait to watch. Always exciting. Appreciate you so much. Everyone, Chris Curtis in the building. Amazing guy. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Curtis on the, on the revenge tour. <laughs> It's, it's, man, amazing to watch this man fight. What did I do to you? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing to watch this man fight. It is going to be action-packed on Saturday. We appreciate everyone for listening to this episode. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out our YouTube, the Corner Podcast. Thank you, Producer Cole, Bay Bay, for chopping it up with me today, talking boxing, MMA. Nasty Nestor in the booth. Thank you for holding it down as well. Everyone here at Blue Wire Studios in the Ruin Resort in Las Vegas. You guys be safe. Have fun. Get ready for a crazy week next week of pro wrestling. Tons of people in the building. WWE is here in town. Money in the bank. So we got some surprises for you. So it's going to be fun. Until our next show, we're out. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.